Hi, is uh, is this thing on? Hello? Okay. Well, my name is Cheyenne Tyler Jacobs, and I am the host of As I Was Saying Podcast. Consider me your best friend that's not just going to let you sit there and think problematic thoughts. So sit back, relax, make sure you're following us on Instagram, As I Was Saying Podcast. Follow me, she will speak, and let's get it popping on this week's episode. Hi, everyone. So, whew, there's been a lot happening, but I just wanted to give a short... Um, podcast episode about my opinion when it comes to defunding the police and what that actually means because I feel like not a lot of people actually understand like what we are saying when we're saying defund the police um and they're not understanding how that can benefit so many other organizations as far as those within social services so what does defunding the police mean you know a lot of people think it means you know abolishing which is its own movement in itself which you know I personally if we want to get technical um, the police force started from slave catchers and at the end of the day we took Africans from the continent of Africa brought them here beat them down you know mentally you know emotionally physically robbed them of everything and then told them you were slaves and generationally did that and then we placed these people in positions to be like okay great now you're gonna keep them in line so when people talk about should we or should we not about you know police force um if you really want to get technical it was started to keep black people in slavery so i'm just gonna leave that there um so i encourage you to look up slave catchers i encourage you to look up Um, A documentary called Slavery by Another Name. A lot of people think when the papers were signed and slavery was over, it it just magically ended. And I, you know, really just want to let people know that's not what happened. Um, The documentary Slavery by Another Name goes into convict leasing, which basically is when black people started being really really criminalized you know we were always being criminalized but this was really like you know you looked at a white woman we speak we put you up in jail you don't cross the street we we take you to jail and you know which is why i'm going to get into defunding the police and why we need to take that seriously look at it and why it's going to be beneficial there are people out here struggling who don't have resources so defunding the police it simply means taking away funds from the police you know across the country and putting it into other things so I'm specifically going to talk about mental health and sexual violence right now. And I'm going to continue on with this topic. I'm going to do more of my research, you know, like the actual numbers and X, Y, and Z. But for right now, I'm speaking from my personal experience in working in an environment with at-risk youth, homeless youth, and being someone who works with organizations when it comes to sexual violence, being a survivor myself, right? So how does defunding the police help mental health institutions? Number one, I don't know if anyone, you know, reading this or reading this, wow, listening to this, that's crazy, I'm tired as you can hear, has ever been in a situation, if you have, I'm holding space to you, I apologize, this episode might be triggering with certain stuff, um, where you have to call 911 because either you want to self-harm yourself, someone else wants to self-harm, or you're just, you know, maybe you're in a profession where those are calls that you get, right? So what happens is when somebody wants to harm themselves, we call, we call, you know, 911 and they send out police officers. Now, again, you could get the person that's like, okay, hey, like, are you good? Let's get in the car. But a lot of the times, you don't. A lot of times you get someone who's trying to be stern. They're trying to be firm. They're trying to be like, hey, you got to go. I have literally been in situations at the institution I worked at where, you know, somebody was suicidal and 
you know, didn't want to go, we had to call because we obviously, you know, we could see like, hey, you are suicidal. You're saying you want to self-harm. You, you're saying you have means, you know, you should go. And they're like, I don't want to. And the police officer's response is like, well, we can do this easy way or the hard way. So that is not who you need to come out if somebody's having a mental health crisis. And let's call it what it is. We have many records, much paperwork, many numbers that show that there is obviously a a disproportion when it comes to killing black people, specifically black people, brown people as well, but specifically black people, you know, for police brutality, like police brutality, cops killing black people. When you add mental health on top of it, this is when it comes in like, oh, I felt done for my life, X, Y, and Z. And there have even been recent cases where someone black was deaf. Someone black was, you know, mentally just not in the right place. They were having a PTSD episode. And instead of a cop being able to de-escalate the situation, they instead escalated it. And as somebody who, like again, works in this field, has worked in this field, someone who has struggled with mental health themselves, you don't need a police officer to come out because they do not have the training to come out. We need to give resources to the mental health field because they need to be the ones. I know in New Jersey, it's called mobile response. I don't know if it's called mobile response everywhere else, but they need to be the people that are staffed to come out. And here's why we need money in the fund. So when you call the cops, you know, Um, in a perfect scenario, they're coming within this like 10 to 15 minute timeline, right? When you call an organization, like I remember when we called mobile response, just because of the funding and the time and all the paperwork and everything you need to go by because of everything that's happening, it could take, you know, an hour or so for them to come. And I don't know if anyone has heard the episode I did, um, with Nisha about foster parenting, but I encourage you to listen to that because that's also when we talked about the aspect of, you know, we don't want to shame these professions, but a lot of times they get shamed because it's like, oh, well, they don't do this and they don't do that. But if you don't have the funding, you know, you can only do but so much. So I, like I said, I remember calling a lot of these like mental health specific crisis numbers and they take a lot of time for them to send somebody out. And it's a lot of different things you have to, um, be able to prove and questions and X, Y, and Z, but it's not because they're trying to, you know, at least in my humble opinion, I don't think it's because they're trying to block the services, but instead they're trying to see, well, who needs it more because we only have a select. And if we take this money from defunding the police because they don't need to come out, if somebody it's like, hey, like I'm concerned they might want to kill themselves. I think, you know, someone might want to want to go here or I'm concerned someone might want to self-harm themselves. I'm concerned someone want to X, Y, and Z. And we put the money into mental health professionals, you can send out someone who's a mental health professional and they can come out quicker, you know, and it not be a scenario where, like I said, even when I was a a life skill counselor at the program I was at, you know, we had like, you know, training, but even I would say, you know, we didn't have training to like actually do what a therapist or a psychiatrist could do. Our training was just minimal being able to acknowledge that something's going on here. Okay. So that's that. And then on a bigger scale, we are going to be able to give more opportunities to mental health professionals to do different things. So what does that mean? So I I, I think another thing is too, when we talk about these things, we're not thinking about the fact that Yes, there are, there is a disproportion when it comes to therapists being mainly white. However, we can't sit here and, you know, judge the mental health field for not being able to provide us with these mental health professionals who are black and brown when 
they are getting the education. We do have many, many, many black NPOCs getting the education to be therapists, to be psychiatrists, to be psychologists, but they are not given the same opportunities to be in these fields, to have these jobs, to be able to excel and have the fellowships and internships and X, Y, and Z. And they don't have the funding to be able to be these people when we need them to come out. Because as stated before, a police officer should not be the person coming out if someone, you know, is like, hey, I want to self-harm or someone's like, hey, I want to, I believe I want to commit suicide. Because, you know, as mentioned before, if, if it becomes a situation where it's escalated, which is something I've personally seen, like I said, I've personally seen cops be like, we can do this e-way, they can do this hard way, you need to leave, you need to do this. You need someone that's able to, to de-escalate. And it is important, as we've already seen, to have therapists, psychologists, uh, people in this mental health field who look like these people that they are treating. Too many times we have people that do not look like us. So if you have these black and brown therapist that you can send out and that can be in this field and that can really help it's going to de-escalate the situation and I posted this on my Twitter I think a day or two ago I think actually the real issue is too we are not we are not accustomed to the fact that we can exist in a world that has resources because I think another problem is why it, it behooves us to think of a world that does not have police officers or at minimum, at minimum for your brain cannot think that far and not even in a petty way. Like if you really just can't see that happening, at minimum police officers that got sent, they get sent out for everything, it's because we don't see a world that has resources. Because again, going into even the sexual violence field, which if you go on Twitter right now, there are plenty of people talking about it. A lot of these cops that be working with, you know, and I'm someone who's survivor of sexual assault, they don't be doing it. Mm-mm. Like, honestly, if somebody said, well, what, where would y'all be if we're for sexual violence without cops? A lot better. Okay. Put the money into these organizations. Send us, send us people who are advocates. Send us people that believe us. Let's just call it what it is. We don't need 20 questions about how, when, who happened and how would be the re- reason that we got sexually assaulted. No, I don't need anyone um asking me these questions like that and most importantly I don't need anyone who's making me feel like hey my only options is reporting and making legal claims or that's it because it's another problem and that's like something when it comes to survivorship and it comes to the system is a lot of times people think like if you don't report one two three like it was not that serious or you don't actually want anything when in all actuality it's like you can report when you want to. You're entitled and it is your right to have whatever process in survivorship that you want. And being able to not have police officers be at the forefront of, you know, the, these incidents when it comes to sexual violence is very important, especially when you look at the cases, especially when it comes down to, again, black people, specifically black people and people of color there is a history of police not being able to support us at all. And in fact, re-traumatizing and re-victimizing us, right? And then again, looking at the way the system is. So I remember when I went to the National Sexual Assault Conference uh, like two or three years ago, and we ta- I went to a workshop on human trafficking, and it was really amazing how I did not know that a lot of these programs cannot take in victims of human trafficking because of the lack of resources so and that's another thing two people don't know 70 percent of women that we see you know that are quote that are quote unquote you know sex workers um out here 
you know, a lot of times they also were maybe somehow sexually assaulted. They were somehow human trafficked. Like a lot of, a lot of the times they also may have a history of sexual violence. And this is where I feel like we have to think outside of the box of just crime and punishment. Where are the resources when people need us as help? You know, where are the resources when these children are being humanly trafficked and instead of putting them in programs, you find them and arrest them? Because, you know, sex work is a crime and it's like, but if we were, if you were forced into sex work, why are you arresting somebody? Again, why the police need to be defunded in many, many areas. We don't need police to arrest people being humanly trafficked or or people doing sex work, especially if they're coming to you needing help. We need resources to, to get them the help that they need. Why is drug usage... Again, it was the war on drugs is a real thing. Drugs were not being criminalized the way they even are now. Because again, when like, and I love the quote, when black people were on drugs, it was a crime. White people on drugs, now it's a health epidemic. You know, we as a nation pick what is a crime and what's not a crime. And if we really want to get our country together, we need to recognize we need resources. We don't need people rolling up in suits just arresting people because X, Y, and Z because they need help. People need help and we need to help them. And like I said, this is coming from someone who's a, both a survivor of sexual violence, somebody who worked in, you know, homeless and average community and somebody who is black and understands that it's like this system of policing was never made to be a resource and support us. You know, it was not made to be like, oh, you were humanly trafficked. Okay, great. Let's, let's do X, Y, and Z. It was made to be like, well, this is a crime. We're holding you for a crime. And again, we hope that there's resources so someone can pick you up and give you those things. And I would like to shout out to all the organizations, the smaller grassroots organizations that are doing this work and trying and being someone who is aligned and works with a lot of them. It's really hard. And that's why we need to educate and we need to realize like defunding the police is not a dirty word. It's not a dirty term. And literally, like I said, abolishment and defunding are two separate conversations, but I'm speaking more so to defunding because I see a lot of people like, well, why would we do that? What if crime happens? Yes, you're right. People still steal X, Y, and Z, but here's the real tea. Where I'm from, I'm from one of the safest towns in New Jersey. Again, resources. If people have their basic human needs met, and I'm a big believer of that, things such as these crimes we are talking about are going to be little to non-existence. If people have food, why are they stealing food? If people have housing, why are they why are they doing housing? Like I said, I, I'm from white suburbia. I, I have, like, the few, I don't even think I've seen a real crime, to be completely honest. I do not think I've seen... A, a like a crime in my town specifically like that's what I'm saying I don't think I've seen a real life crime in my in my town happen and if it does it's literally like it shakes everybody because it's like oh my god a crime happened and that's because we have grocery stores on every block there's after school programs and I'm going to I actually shared it on my story the other day there's a whole video of a dude like here he used cereal like yo you oh well people get in trouble from the hours like the biggest time for you to commit you know crimes or get in trouble or do all these things that we might consider reckless or illegal is from 3 p.m. 7 p.m. What happens during that time? You're out of school and nine times out of ten your parents probably aren't home, especially depending on if you are a black and or brown youth. So guess what we need? After school programs. Because guess what? If you're doing something, you don't got time to be doing something you're not supposed to be doing. Resources. That's what we're asking for. That's what we need. Resources. Point blank, period. So this is a short episode just talking about defending the police, specifically when it comes to mental health and sexual violence. And like I said, this is just my personal opinion there. I didn't give any statistics. I will do more, learn more because I want to learn more of that. But in my personal experience, 
I am for it because like I said, I've seen what happens when you have police officers come out and it's like, I didn't need a cop. I actually needed someone that knows this line of work and can help somebody. Like I said, that's why even when um, cops are called sometimes, again, with sexual violence cases, they will actually have like an advocate go to, you know, to, to, to help. So that's all I want to say. I would also like to give space for everybody that's, you know, dealing with mental health right now um, to be safe. If you can, if you have the resources to get help, I encourage you to utilize them. If you need any, I will try to provide some. Please feel free to, you know, email, message me on Instagram. I will, I've been posting some things because this is, this is a trying times right now and people need help and, and it's okay to need help right now. Like I know I needed help and I needed some space, but if you're one of my seasoned listeners, thank you for joining me again. If you're a new listener, I hope that you enjoyed and you continue listening to this episode and past episodes. Once again, my name is Shine Tyler Jacobs. I am the host of As I Was Saying podcast. Thank you for joining me this week and looking forward to next week.